we've been through what four and a half months of some of the most boring hockey. Uh, maybe not four and a half months worth of it. Let's go with three months of some of the most boring, meaningless, same old stuff in the NHL where everything's supposed to be exciting. But here we are. Was it May 15th? And we're finally into the NHL playoffs. How are you? For most teams, they oh, uh, yeah, are right. playing meaningful games. You're right. It's not even most. You're right. This I forgot yeah. the NHL is the stupidest thing in the world. Vancouver's right playing now. a game right now that has absolutely no meaning to it, You're right. which is You're right. great. And they play four more, I'm pretty sure. They have all right. those games against Calgary that mean absolutely nothing that are it's affecting so bad. the start of the playoffs. Yeah. What a joke that is. But um, we are here. Finally, their team's playing meaningful hockey again where you actually might get eliminated instead of just like, oh, we might finish second instead of first. Um, it's great. I'm really excited for it. We're going to break it down a, a wee bit, I'd say. Uh, I'm going to pull up. Try to anyways. Definitely try to. Yeah. As best we can, to the best of our knowledge, we shall take a look at the NHL playoffs for this season and let you know what we think of each matchup and – how we think it's going to go down, where we go from there. Well, well, let's we'll just do the first round, I guess, for now. Because uh, once everything, actually, we could do the first two rounds. You want to do the first two? Yeah, because then, well, after that, you really don't know what the matchups are because they reseed and it's going to get really confusing. So we'll okay. we'll talk about each little division and how we think the division breaks down. And yeah, uh, we'll start off with the east because the east seems like the most interesting topic of conversation the matchups are crazy right now um first you had the number one seeded pittsburgh penguins against the number four seeded uh new york islanders who is your pick to win that series what an absolute shock too from pittsburgh to just came out of nowhere yeah Yeah. but it came out of nowhere in the most Pittsburgh fashion. Just said, you know what? We're still relevant. It doesn't matter if you think we Hall have nobody. Hall of Fame level now, Jeff Carter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ridiculous absolutely. season. Holy shit. So, um, I'm still going to take Pittsburgh. I think that their momentum going into the playoffs is is good. Having that experience of Jeff Carter on that team now. And, and Evgeny Malkin's kind of been picking up momentum, too. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's always Better good to see. The the yeah. So that's always really good to see going into the playoffs. Um, we've questioned their goaltending, but I feel like you could kind of say the same thing as the Islanders. Like the Islanders play a really big defensive system, but that kind of means that when they start to lose that, when you're in the games where you're just getting shot after shot and your goalie can't make that save, you're yeah. probably not going to win those games. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and Pittsburgh just, they seem like a well-oiled machine at times. They're also really experienced in the playoffs. Like yeah. you have a bunch of guys from that last playoff roster that are still there. I believe like in Jake Gensel was on that team. Brian Russ was on that team. Uh, Brian Dumoulin was on that team. Mm-hmm. Latang. And then obviously the Sid and Gino factor really helps you. Um, and then their, their goaltending tandem is no slouch. Realistically, like Tristan Jari can get it done when he's on his game. Like he's one of the better goalies in the NHL when he's playing the way he can, but he's not consistently that goalie. So you never really know. But Casey DeSmith has shown at times this year that he can come in and do a great job as their backup goalie. I think they have the advantage in most cases in this series. I think the Islanders' team defense is significantly better than what Pittsburgh is. But to me, you can't win games unless you score goals. And just there's not a lot of fear for me out of the island right now. 
like you not to consistently put pucks in. No, right? like, like that's yeah, the thing. Matt Barzal is Barzal's a really talented hockey player, but the fact that they're missing Anders Lee, and like you're now relying on like Kyle Palmieri to be your secondary scoring, it's not that pretty for me and like as as great it is to keep the puck out of your own net you still have to score and Paul I Mary and Zajac have been part of like New Jersey runs you know where they've mm-hmm. been in playoffs and been up against tough matchups mm-hmm. but it's just Pittsburgh like like we've said they seem to always get it done and when you have Sidney Crosby like he's still capable of taking over a game he's still definitely capable of taking over a series and then they've got Evgeny Malkin back there again right who can yep. do the same thing in the playoffs right when healthy they can go on just absolute tears, yeah. and and they can also be completely irrelevant. Though. Yeah, you right? never really know. Like last year against Montreal, they looked terrible. <laughs> so like you don't really know. I think this is a little different. I think last year they have an older roster, and coming off of that big gap, it was tough for the older guys to get going. So I think coming I think in against Montreal seven. and their young roster, I th- yeah, it's gonna be both these series. I think in the East are gonna be great series. I think they both probably go seven. Um, I just lean Pittsburgh's way because of the experience and just the Sidney Crosby factor in general. Um, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin having two, you know, future Hall of Famers, bona fide Hall of Famers. It's a bit of a benefit. Right. And going up against, like, you know, Barzell, like we said, he's really good, but he's also really young. Yeah. In this game, he would be considered one of the younger guys in this series because of how much experience is on the ice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. I have Pittsburgh in seven. You also have Pittsburgh in seven, you said. So, it's not – I don't know. It'll be neat. Uh, the other one actually goes tonight, Washington-Boston. I, you I already know what I said. To start? I mean, you're going to pick one. I'm going to pick the other. I you're think. right. I just don't think Boston has what it takes this year to get it. Maybe they get past this round. I don't see it. I think it's probably a six-game Washington win. Okay, so if, Washington's built better. They have better offense. They have strong defense. They have good goaltending. They're just – I think they're they're maybe better coached. I It's kind of a toss-up there. Um, and I don't trust Tuka Rask in the playoffs. He's never really been a guy that's got it done for the Boston Bruins, and they're going to need him to step up better than he's ever done in order to beat one of the best teams in the NHL this year. I just – I don't see it happening. I think that Boston's done everything they needed to do to – to go through this division, Taylor Hall is now playing at the, the MVP it's level like Taylor that Taylor Hall, Hall. But Taylor yeah, Hall has absolutely. been terrible in the playoffs. Okay, but this is a different team where he's not relied on to be the one. He's not no. even relied on to be two, three. Like Taylor Hall is kind of in a Phil Kessel situation where you're just you have all stars in front of you, and you're gonna you could play with none of them, absolutely. But you then you could also play with one of them or two of them, mm-hmm. depending on how it goes, right? And having that ability for for Taylor Hall to just join the, those three guys, like that perfect line and add flexibility to it, to that team and, and depth to that team is going to help them through, uh, you know, an experienced Washington team, but also like Boston is no, Boston's not new to this, this kind of environment. Right. No. And I think having Zidane O'Chara playing against Boston, like it's, it's, it's an interesting line, but he, he's slower and, you know, after you play with somebody for so long, you know their strengths, but you know their weaknesses. Yeah. Right? And and that's the one thing I think that Boston is going to be able to utilize. Like, I think Zidane Chara is going to be so lost out there mm-hmm. and get himself into situations that lead to Boston just scoring goals. And, like, you know, another thing, too, was when they were – when they lost – so they lost 8-1 to Washington. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, that night they made the trades for – um, like Mike Riley, or like shortly after, it was like Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar, and since then they have been rolling. Like they've found 
a good, hard-working defenseman in Mike Riley. Mm-hmm. Not an all-star by any means, but somebody to fill out the top six. Yeah. And Curtis Lazar is still just doing fourth-line shit, mm-hmm. right? So, for the people that actually believe in the regular season and isn't sitting here yelling at me that the playoffs mean something different, um, Boston and Washington are 4-4 four and four against each other this year. Absolutely. So, that's kind But of- if you see it, too, like, two of those were overtime – or one of them was an overtime win by Washington and one of them was a shootout win by Washington. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. It's four and four, all regulation. They're not all regulation. They I'm, all reg- I'm looking at it right They're now. They're not. <laughs> I literally looked at it today. Oh, maybe the Washington wins were? The Washington oh, wins. Okay. Yeah, the Washington wins were, were in a shootout and we're yeah. in. So they had um, four wins and then four regulation losses is what I had. Right. So Boston lost in overtime is what you said. Boston lost in overtime and the shootout, yeah. So kind of different, but. Absolutely, but I don't I know, just, man. It's an even matchup for the two. I don't, I don't. I'm I'm worried about the goaltending that Washington put forward, and I, you know, like I am it, no more solid on the goaltending that Boston puts forward. Tuukka Rask is, hasn't been great in the playoffs. No, but it's not just Tuukka Rask. It's Tuukka Rask. It's Yaroslav Halak. It's not. It's not even or, or Swan. What is that? Swayman guy. <laughs> Dude, he's a big body, and and you know, all, that's sometimes all you need is just a big body to get you there. It'll be interesting. I don't. I don't see it happening. I have Washington in six. I'm gonna take Boston in seven. I think as well. I'm trying to see. They don't have playoff numbers on this. Oh yeah, right there. David Krejci also just seems to be like a playoff wizard. Like that's where he makes yeah, his money. He comes you know? out, especially now playing with Taylor Hall. That'll be oh my god, how great is that? It's hey, just, I don't know if Taylor Hall can be that guy in the playoffs. I haven't seen it from him ever. This is different playoffs. So you're not playing in front of sold out crowd. You're not True. playing in front of pressures like, off. But you're not playing in front of teams that you might not not have seen all that no. much in the in the regular season, right? Like when the right. when the Leafs played Washington, how many times did they play them that season, right? They had to go over to the other division because they were the wild card team, mm-hmm. right? And now it's like Boston is not playing, you know, a number one seeded Washington team. They're playing a team number that they've two. seen all year and split the season with. Yeah, it'll be an even matchup. I don't like. There's a chance Boston wins it. I just don't have faith in their depth this year in order for them to carry I on. I think they answered a lot of those questions. We'll see. Uh, on now to the central, uh, in the least intriguing matchup of the playoffs, <laughs> Canes and Preds. I got Canes in five. I think I, I oh, really Preds, no. I I'm give saying Preds a game. I was saying Preds in uh, in six. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm. Only I think that Preds maybe. Do you say Preds in six? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. cold. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me why. <laughs> um, James Reimer. Okay. Peter Mrazek. Right, Peter Mraz has been one of the top statistic goalies this year. But okay, absolutely, this is playoffs. As we've now yeah. said the last series, it's completely different. I no, know that Dougie that. Hamilton has been absolutely off the charts, mm-hmm. but you know Nashville has three defensemen themselves that are really, really good and have been part of that organization. They're a work hard team. I think Forsberg is a little bit underrated in the league and a little bit forgotten about because he hasn't done as as much as he once did. Right. But they still have a lot of guys that are they're willing to compete and just do the sure. Nashville thing. And and you know, I don't I wasn't believing in this Carolina all the way thing. I know I mean, I, I could be completely wrong. They, like they're they're two five and one against Carolina this year. Okay. Like Carolina has dominated. Playoffs. Playoffs is different. It's not. It's not. I don't <laughs> I, I am not buying into this playoffs are a different animal thing. Like I'm to an extent, yes. Like like to an extent, sure. But who's there's, starting, no, there's okay, nothing who's in that Carolina national matchup that lets me If you me had think Carolina goalies in Toronto, would you be saying to say, like, it's a walk in the if park? If I had Peter 2021 Peter Mrazek, yeah. 
And like, who it's, it's UC Soros in the other net. Like, it's not like it's a. Oh, I understand. Not that, a complete but... difference in goaltending matchups. Like UC Soros isn't anyone to put all your money on either. And there's just minimal offense out of Nashville that that actually scares me. Whereas Carolina's good up front and they're good in the back end and they're just there's not a lot of holes in that team. Nashville's got a lot of holes. They started like dog shit. They were like four and seventeen to start okay. the year, and they still made the playoffs. And they still and they went on a bit of a run, and the division yeah. around them is just all wasn't is. wasn't good. <laughs> like Chicago was in the mix, and we didn't think Chicago could do anything this year. I just I don't I don't see Nashville doing any sort of damage. I think it's Carolina in five. I'm saying Nashville in six. All right, I don't think it's close. Nope, that's fine. Maybe that's the one. That's what you're allowed to do. That's what you're allowed to. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the one upset you get. I just don't really. That's the one that I game. looked at them, and there's really like not not many other cases that I can make. Well, for for an this upset, next matchup, I I don't know if you would call it an upset if if Florida beats Tampa at this point because Florida's the two seed, Tampa's the three seed. So technically, if Tampa wins, it's the upset. And like I don't know, a lot of people are like, oh, I think Florida's going to upset Tampa. It's just like, well. In theory, Florida's the underdog. Tampa Bay just got Kucherov and Stammer back, and you're trying to tell me that they are going to upset. Well, so, well, even still, it's not even an upset because Florida's the higher seed. I know that. So I don't know where that storyline has come from. But for me, Stamkos and Kucherov to me right now are a question mark and a half because, yes, they're great players. Kucherov hasn't played an NHL game in almost a year. And Steven Stamkos has been out for the majority of the season. So you're looking at two guys that are in minimal game action and you're throwing them out there against one of the better teams in the NHL this year and telling them to get it done. I think they can, might be able to do it, sure, but it's going to be a hell of a run for that team. And I don't know, if, you know especially game one and two, though. if they're going to be able to do it. You know where I see the biggest issue is in Sergei Brovsky if he... That guy should not be starting. Starts, but that's the thing. is that There's so <laughs> much money that he almost gets... The automatic, like we have to. It's the carry why are you here if not? Yeah, why are you here? It's the same reason Carey Price is going to start game one for Montreal because exactly. So, and I think that have to make it worth it. I think that's going to be their downfall is that they're going to play the first game with the wrong goalie and lose all momentum. If Tampa Bay gets even a game up, I don't think they're going to give that back. They're too deep. They're too talented. This is the team that's defending their cup and didn't have Kucherov all year. Mm-hmm. Right, didn't have a, a healthy stammer all year and still managed to be competitive and yeah. and be in the playoffs. So I I don't think that this team is gonna get walked over by a, a Florida team. Right. They're, I don't think they're, they're without they're without Aaron Eckblad too. Like no Eckblad. And I get it, Sam Bennett's been hot for them. Brandon Montour was a good a yeah. good piece to fill that Eckblad gap. But when you look at roster to roster, it's just Tampa Bay is is still all the pieces that won them. Yeah, all the pieces that won them last year are still kind of hanging around there. I just – the question marks around Kucherov and Stamkos right now give me enough doubt in Tampa Bay that I think they're just going to come out too slow. Dude, if Kucherov's a healthy Kucherov, Kucherov, whatever. Because he hasn't played in a year. He's he's that much better than everybody else. He's not. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He's really not. He wasn't even that fantastic the last two seasons. Like, he's good. He's elite. But if you've taken a year off, you're not going to come back and just start competing in this season. Like these Watch guys him. are in mid season. He'll have three three points the first game. I highly doubt it. I'm taking Florida in six. Taking Tampa in probably five. Okay. Uh, on to the other side of things on this bracket. It's not technically the other side, I guess. Tampa's but the the West in the most boring conference of the year had the top four playoffs teams here. 
<laughs> the President's Trophy came out of there, and the second-best team in the NHL came out of there. So we'll start with the second-best team in the NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights are playing the Minnesota Wild. Now, this seems like a real straightforward thing, and everyone's taking Vegas to just walk right on through. I don't think it's going to be that quick of a series. I don't think it's a cakewalk, but I don't think no. it's, a, it's a, anything to be worried about. I think if there's any upset that I'm looking at that like might be surprise some people, I think this is the one because Minnesota played them fantastic this season. Like They dominated Vegas. I know people want to say the playoffs are a different animal. Sure, I guess the, the Golden Knights have a good goalie tandem that are way better in the playoffs than they've been in the regular season, and they have some guys that play. I don't even know if they have, like, a more physical team in the playoffs. Petrangelo maybe could step it up level. But to me, like, the way Minnesota has just dominated Vegas this year, I think it's going to be a close series. I think I'm still giving Vegas the, the nod, but I'm saying Vegas in seven. I was going to say Vegas in six. I just think that, you know, having Mark Stone, having – Max Pacioretty there in the playoffs. Like, yeah, both were fantastic. Like. Yeah, William Carlson there is still, like, you know, they, they just have a lot of depth. Alex Tuck seems to come around in the playoffs and really, really they make have guys that show up in yeah. random times. And that's great for them, and that's what they've kind of always done. If you look at these names, man, like, they're not, they're not names that you wouldn't want on your team. No. No, it's right? a good so, team. It's a good team. I, I just think the matchup with Minnesota has has kind of hurt them all year Minnesota long. Minnesota has some hype because they kind of did the whole, like, we brought a KHL player over who's and technically a rookie but is, is not a rookie. Yeah. And, of course, it was going to work. Everybody said it was going to work. It worked really well. He's really it worked good. incredibly he's so well because, <laughs> because they just get him the puck. Yeah, he's so good. Like, and he's okay with that. And but, they're just built pretty well around him. And Cam Talbot not, has had a resurgence. It's just right, but that's that's where I kind of you know you look and it's like it's a Cam Talbot and it's a overpaid Jared Spurgeon. And hey, you know, dude, I don't know about overpaid on Jared dude, Spurgeon. That guy is one of the better defensive defensemen. In the defensive world. defenseman for and sure. Just like real the kind of money that you get. <laughs> For I mean, that, I think if you were taking, looking at overpaid, you look at Ryan Suter, and Zach. Parise. Oh, absolutely, but they—they—that's because Ryan Suter and Zach Parise got signed for a long, long term yeah. when everybody knew that this years, was the time. Ten a year, whatever. yeah, and this—I don't think Minnesota thought that this would be the time that they'd be more competitive. They thought that back then would have been the time they were yeah. competitive, right? So, but I think that I think they give Vegas a serious run for money. Their money, sorry, and it—it it wouldn't shock me to see them win the series. It, it would be the least surprising of all the upsets for me. But you still picked uh, Vegas. But I'm taking Vegas in seven. I think it's a seven-game series. I think they're going to be tight. I think Minnesota plays them really well. Jesus, Murphy. <clears throat> so, I'm sorry. We'll get yep. to this in a minute, but yep. I hope that you uh... – Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, the, other, <laughs> the other matchup in the West, Colorado, the President's Trophy winners against the St. Louis Blues. I don't think this is a tough one for Colorado. I think Colorado walked away with it in five. Maybe yeah, six. I said the same. I had Colorado in five. I just like the Blues haven't been good this year, and Colorado plays them pretty well. I think they'll be fine. You, I think that the dude Nate Colorado was like Rico plus sixty four in in goal differential. I think St. Louis is minus one or something. Like that's what it isn't that incredible. It's and not, now they're going to go up against each other. And you know, I get it that the Blues won the cup a couple of years ago, and they're still not the same team. It's so no, and and Colorado just is on fire, man. Their defensemen almost look like forwards. It's it's incredible. It's the not, way they move the puck and nuts, the way that man, they enter the zone, they have no fear to bring it up. They're and so they, good with the puck. It's not uh, Kale McCarr, Sam Girard. Oh, what Sam Girard, Devon Taves, mm-hmm. Adam Graves. Like they're just like they're deep. They're good. Yeah. Their forward units are gross. They have 
arguably the best player in hockey. Brandon Saad, too, was Always a, was a pretty under-the-radar pickup. Brandon Saad, like, you got Ranton and you got Kadri. You got Jost just, like, shows up every now and then. It's just they're, – They're, they're doing they're, the Burakovsky. Yeah, Burakovsky's been great here and there. Yeah. Like, they're just – they're built well. I mean, here and there, they're they're the be President's good. Trophy. Philip Grubauer yeah, so. is one of the more underrated goalies in the NHL. Like the because guy, his health, because yeah. of his health, I feel. Sure. Like, remember, but he when was he's healthy, he's fantastic. He started over Braden Holtby on their playoff mm. run. Yeah, he sucked in that game. Though. He did suck in that game, and then that's <laughs> but, why it turned back because there's you know yeah Braden Holtby at that time. Yeah, and I mean, I just think he shuts it down enough, and I they'll be fun to watch. I think they're definitely a contender to win it. I know it sounds stupid because they're the President's Trophy, but they're going to cakewalk this series. I think one of the funniest things, again, though, is like Colorado is having another scare with goalies, even though they brought in Devin Dubnik, who's now on the COVID-19 list. Yeah, so Devin Dubnik's there, and he's out with COVID-19, like, you know. Or no, he's sorry, he's expected to practice on Saturday, but he's been out with it. So you don't know what you're getting there. You have Philip Grubauer, and then Frank Cruz, I think, has been injured as well. I believe so, yeah. So you're like, you're back to the same. It's tough. Um, It'll be neat. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, what the only round that matters. Colorado and five, you said. Colorado and five. five yeah. Uh, now the only grouping that we actually care about, or the, the one, one, I think the the more interesting one here, just because it's in Canada, it's fun. I, the other matchups are going to be great. I'm going to watch them all. But uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg. I think this is a bit of a mismatch just because of how they played them in the season. I have seen nothing out of Winnipeg that gives me any sort of hope for that team to do anything, especially with Nick Ehlers out. They're just, there's not enough there for me to say, I don't think Edmonton's built great. I don't think they're a good team, but I don't see anything in Winnipeg right now that scares me in order for them to win four games against Edmonton over a seven games stand here. I think Connor McDavid is going to just take over the first round and continue that momentum. And sure. He's been and sh- he's been on firing on all cylinders lately. He just yeah because this isn't even the point where you get to you're not even close to eighty two games yet. No. So for them, like these are when the best players are really going to turn it on because it's usually when they're making their playoff push. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to be gross. Yeah. I, I would like to say seven. Like I, I seven? do want to say seven though. Yeah, because I know it'll be a-, a lot of people are giving Winnipeg games. I just I don't see it. I'm I'm thinking five. I give I them one. I have a lot of, of trust in that top six, even still, especially against Edmonton. And I give a lot of credit to Paul Maurice for just for being a, a great coach. Like when you look coach versus coach. Yeah. Right. Like I think Paul Maurice would be able to to coach them a lot better in the playoff time. Yeah. It, and goalie to goalie, man, coach to coach, goalie to goalie. I think when you have those two, you kind of have a little bit of an advantage. Like for this series, you have a little bit of an advantage. Cause like we said, Connor McDavid can score five and it could be six four but it could be six or sorry six five like it could be a six five loss i joked because everyone was just like oh austin matthews has won the rocket i'm like let's relax because there's a strong chance Connor mcdavid comes out here today and scores nine but like it's you never know man (laughs) like i'm not i'm not comfortable until Connor mcdavid is done playing games so is he done what today Today they're in the second. He hasn't scored yet. I don't okay. think unless he scored since the last time I checked. But he has a point today. So no, it's just one one. Yeah. He assisted on Larson's goal. So, um, so the Winnipeg Jets in their matchup against the Oilers this year have gone two and seven. And they have the least amount of goals for per game against Edmonton across the entire division. Like 
every other team, they're scoring at least three goals a game, except for Edmonton and Toronto. So they just could not score against Edmonton and Toronto. They give up 3.78. So they're giving up almost four goals a game, scoring two and a half. Like, I just, I don't see a situation, especially without Nick Ehlers, that they can just put up offense in a hurry against this team. Like, I know Edmonton's not great, but they they just play Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg very Winnipeg. well. It is the Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Um, it's just they they play them really well, and I just as much as I don't like the Oilers, I think they're gonna be better in this series. The only wild card for me is Connor Hellebuck. You I think that ne- he... you never know what that guy's gonna be. If he shows up and he's Vesna Hellebuck, he could win you three straight series. But if he shows up and he looks anything like he did down the stretch, you might as well pack it up now and go home. If you contain the Edmonton McDavid's to four points or lower, you might win this series. <laughs> you might because <laughs> it's funny that that has to be a discussion. But you're right because right? I just you might win it. I so don't know, man. That's it. Just <laughs> you have to contain the the two headed dragon at the top. Yep. And if you can't do that, you're going to lose a series. The only one that on that team that can do that to me is Connor Hellebuck. I don't, I don't know if he can do it. It's tough, man. It'll be really interesting. I'm pretty sure uh, Connor McDavid has the most goals in his career against Connor Hellebuck. Like of all the goalies <laughs> he scored against, I'm pretty sure he has the most against Hellebuck. So I like, I don't have a lot of faith in that team. Uh, that's funny. He just makes it. Uh, he shows up. He says, "Off, oh, you want to win the Vesna?" Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's gonna be. I'll make you look like an AHL. It'll be neat. Uh, I said Edmonton five. You said Edmonton seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably should have wrote these down. But final you one. Can, you can look back at it. Yeah, you're right. I guess I I, I have ears. They work. Yeah. Final series to talk about. It's the more most intriguing one for us because we live here, and it's exciting. And it's one of the cooler rivalries in hockey history, Montreal and Toronto. Now, isn't it incredible that's the first time since like 1979 that crazy. these teams in the same division, like these, they didn't come back into the like into a division together. They were still in the original divisions, uh-huh. and now they're together, and it's now the first series since 1979. Like that is crazy. It's nuts. I think there's gonna be fireworks just because of that alone. Yeah, it's going to be a good series. I think. That, I, I don't think I don't it's going to be a good series in terms of win loss. I think. Can it's we gonna say be sweep? A, is it is it two points? I'm not going to say sweep because I I'm like I'm not that confident. I think Montreal can always steal a game from us. They stole three this year. One of them was an overtime one. I, I think because you you're saying that that they can. I think if you were to say sweep, they could sweep it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, man. Just Montreal. Montreal has to win more games in the playoffs against the Leafs than they did in the regular season in order to win this series. They played us 10 times. They won three. They need to play us seven times and win four. I don't like, I know people are yelling at me saying, Oh, the playoffs are different. And like Montreal fans are all over the fact that that like, Oh, we're we're going to, we're going to hit. Cause it's just constant. Montreal fans are the worst for it right now. Cause they're just like, I posted that video on our TikTok and like, the only people that are saying it is Montreal fans. They're like, oh well, the the hitting is tighter and the there's more well, hitting. It's more that, physical. I'm like, wasn't it two? No, wasn't it That's two weeks thing. ago that we were just talking about how dirty the Leafs are? Like, I don't maybe, understand where you think maybe one managed. series they were because they didn't have skilled players who could hit, but now they have skilled players who can hit and yeah. also be on the ice to score goals or make passes or just be a 
problematic now, right? They they're so yeah. much deeper than they've ever been. They're so much more like in sync with each other. Putting Matthews and Marner finally together for the whole season, like for the whole it's season, and just it's saying go ahead, do your thing, is what is finding success in this. That's what you want. Don't separate them. You don't have to because no. hey, three and four are also. Still deep, together. still ridiculously right. deep, and the depth of the Toronto Maple Leafs is significantly better than the depth of the Montreal Canadiens. Who is scoring goals right now for the Montreal Canadiens? Who? Josh is, Anderson. Josh Anderson's but, not even scoring right now. But uh, this is what I – how can you say that they might even take a game when Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have the ability to take over games in a row? They have the ability – Austin Matthews has shown that they can score right off the beginning yeah, and take over the series and just – I know that they could steal game, but nobody on this team scares me consistently to do I mean, it. If if you can get Jack Campbell that one on that same eleven game, yeah, <laughs> I just win. I, I, like I don't even think you need Jack Campbell to do that. I think Jack Campbell just has to be what he's been lately and not yeah. give up four goals a game. That's what I mean. The goalie that gave the goalie that gave you that those type of numbers be that goalie, and you're going to sweep this series mm-hmm. because there's nobody in Montreal who can take over a game the way that you can. So. A lot of Canadians fans, from what I've seen, are just really excited about the prospect of their backup goalie coming back, which seems strange to me because apparently <laughs> Carey Price just turns into just God in the playoffs, according to them. Um, and it's like they, they brought up last year as a thing. It's, well, we're talking about last year where he had, was it four months off to recover and get back to full strength and he was ready to go at full strength? A lot of goalies were good last year. He hasn't, he's played in the playoffs one time in the past four seasons. So you don't know what playoff price is after a full year, especially coming off of a concussion where he hasn't played in over a month. Like if you're relying on Carey Price to be the reason that you beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, you should probably pack up now and and put your shit away because that's not going to be the reason they come out of this game. I don't think it's going to be hitting. I don't think it's going to be your goaltending. The only way I can see them taking a few games in this series is if Jake Allen shows up Jake Allen plays the way he has against the Leafs this year because Jake Allen has shown at times that he can dominate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Outside of that, the scoring depth is gone right now. You have no Drew in. Yeah, I don't think Brendan Gallagher's coming back. I could be wrong. Um, and Denol is coming off a concussion. Paul Byron, if you want to call him something special, he's hurt. Shea Weber's hurt, so he's not going to be able to play all that physically right now. And then everyone's talking about, oh, everybody steps it up for the playoffs. Who on that team has the ability to step it up from what they've been playing? Joel Edmondson doesn't have another, another level. Ben Sherratt doesn't have another level. Level, Like, Suzuki, maybe. Eric Stahl was a really bad trade for them. Eric Stahl's he's been terrible. Maybe nothing. he steps it up because, I don't know, I don't know, he's a veteran. He's got that ability. Kotkaniemi is the only one that you're looking at as a wild card to maybe step it up in the playoffs. But right now, though, all of the Leafs' depth, depth players are stepping it up, right? Yeah. Pierre Engvall has scored almost every time I check a highlight. <laughs> yeah, every time he gets in a game, he scores. It's ridiculous. Right? So – they just they keep going. They're putting in Riley Nash. They're putting in no like Noison or whatever. But like yeah. another big ball. And they're stepping up and doing around, drugs. Just gonna run around and throw my weight around, but still be somewhat just... impactful on the ice. And and then when the big dogs come out, you're so afraid of them. I yeah, like there's like Montreal plays at this one hundred percent level every single time they play. And it's the only way they ever beat the Leafs is if they're going full tilt every time they're on the ice. But Toronto hasn't done that all year. You've seen Toronto take days off, and you've seen Toronto take weeks off. 
and like they weren't going full tilt. Once you hit the playoffs, maybe other guys, maybe guys get other levels, but I just don't see anyone on that Montreal Canadiens team that's going to step it up and be a different force in the playoffs. Maybe Jeff Petrie, maybe Nick Suzuki, maybe Kotkaniemi. Right Jeff Petrie's out right now. I thought I got the list. No, we're all right. But even still, I don't think Jeff Petrie has another – like, he showed a little bit he has a different level, but, like, he's been firing on all cylinders this year. I don't see where he steps up from that. This is a team that took the division by a long shot. Mm-hmm. So don't – They finished 20 points higher than Montreal this year. Right. So like, just – Sure. You can tell me that the, Mon- the playoffs are a different game. They're not that different. Like, you're not, you're not making up 20 points and four wins. In, in a seven-game series. I just don't see it. Uh, I got Toronto in five. I'll give Montreal yeah. one game. I'd agree. Since, you know, you don't honestly, I could see a situation where they sweep. It's either four or five or Montreal wins the series, honestly. Because, <laughs> like, if it goes to seven, Toronto's going to lose. I just – it's just the way it is. It's, it's going to be the worst. If the Montreal Canadiens win this series – it's going to be the worst year of my life. So, but like what I can see is their, their special teams are kind of equal, you know, like their middle of the league, lower middle on the PK, which is fine. But it's when it comes to, to face offs. So when you win face offs, you get more possession, you know, goals for the Leafs are top 10, almost top five in the league. They sit sixth, mm-hmm. and Montreal is just like 17th, like they're middle. Right. Just the Leafs are going to, to, Put pucks in the net relentlessly. Yeah, I'm not worried. They're not afraid right now. They're not going to be afraid next round. You know, as much as we've said that they're going to the next round, they have said they're going to the next round. They have said they're going to the final four. They believe they they have the team to get there. They've shown it all year. Like, you've you've seen these teams eight to nine times now in a season. There's no more tricks. I don't see anything. No, exactly. There's no more new plays. There's no more new combinations. There's nothing new that you're going to try that's just going to strike gold. Yeah. So you know what you're getting. It's not like every other year where you've played this team like four times and you're like, well, maybe there's something different here. And like you play them like once a month for four months. Like you've played this team so many times and you played them three times last week and and beat them all three times. No, or maybe that. No, they lost the one in overtime. Yeah, but, but like the, look great the, issue the other too, two games. Like, mm-hmm. what makes you think you're going to turn it around and just be a completely different matchup all of a sudden? Montreal needs three players on the line to work, especially if, like well for their forwards. Whereas Toronto can have two stick together on the same line, and they can put in and plug in a third wherever they need to, mm-hmm. and it works. Right? They have so much depth that so much that that would you wouldn't be surprised if this is the team that takes it all the way to the cup because of how much depth they have and if that depth decides to play the way that they envisioned mm-hmm. the way that they brought everybody in for yeah. then you know how many leaders how many guys on this team who are now not wearing an a or a c have yeah, had so letters many, on like the leadership alone the former captains on the team too i'm pretty sure nick felino joe thornton thank you yeah jason spetz has been a letter in his career if i'm not yeah. mistaken Completely in Ottawa. And then you have John Tavares, who's obviously your captain. I think Austin right. Matthews could arguably be the captain of this team if it wasn't for what he did. Um, it's just like the, the leadership is there. It's just a matter of Even the leadership without, without the letter. Like Wayne Simmons could yeah. be a heart A for they anybody. They love him in that dressing room. TJ right? Brody, I'm not Morgan certain. Riley. Morgan Riley is another guy that they just love him in the dressing room. And Jake Muzzin. What did the thing they say on the Kings? Mm-hmm. He was such a big part of that, that holding it down mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. just, I'm trying to compare these. My computer's going pretty slow here. But, like, the leading scorer in Montreal has 44 points. It's Tyler Toffoli. That would put him fourth on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And only ahead of William Nylander by two points, despite the fact that Willie missed five games. Hey, but you know what else he has? He has a zero plus minus. So for as much as you scored 44, you've been on for 44. So awesome. Yeah. Like, good for you. Jeff like, Petrie, you have just, a plus six. Okay. Jeff Petrie Jeff Petri doesn't have a points, but, like, that's about it. Jeff Petrie doesn't play every game. The second There's highest a... scorer in Montreal is a D-man. Yeah. Like, I just – I don't see – I'm not scared of this offense. Josh Anderson sits second on the team in goals at 17. We're going through them. That's it. Long and the short of it. That would put him fourth on our team, tied with William Nylander again. And only two ahead of Zach Hyman, who's missed the turn. Zach Hyman's coming back. Like, I, we beat him last week without Hyman and Foligno and Riley Nash. Nash. People think is playing. I don't, I don't know. We'll Nash is another good face-off guy, man. Nash is such a phenomenal guy. defender, too, in terms of forward. He's a very defensive game, which is perfect. I don't foresee anything surprising here. I'll, I'll, I'll let Montreal fans go and shout about the playoffs and how they're going to be better and they're going to out-hit this team and that's how they're going to win. I didn't know you scored goals by hitting people. That's incredible. That's a really good thing to learn for the future. I'm, maybe I'll just start playing that way. But, yeah. That's why I you're think- not... That's why you're not good. That's yeah. why you never made it anywhere. Yeah, you just I guess didn't I, hit the score. I I you got to hit the score. score. I, I just scored to score. That was hit the problem. score. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't uh, make it anywhere there. We don't need to talk about the second round in terms of breaking it down, but uh, we both have Edmonton, Toronto. Who do you think takes that series? Oh, the Leafs for sure. Yeah, I think they just look so good against them at the end of the year. Yeah. I don't. I don't see. They know how to shut down McDavid, which is a tough yeah. thing to do, and they'll go from there. Uh, we both had Colorado, Vegas. It's not even shut down McDavid. They just don't make make McDavid work. Minimize it. You know, yeah. make him work. Like if you make a team work for for seven, they games, frustrate him. The, yeah. Not many teams frustrate McDavid the way the Leafs had this year. Uh, Colorado Vegas. Ooh, um, that's gonna be a really good matchup. Yeah, I th- I think that unfortunately Vegas is gonna steal that away from Colorado. They're just. Okay. It's a real they're, tight matchup together too. They play each other really well. Yeah, uh, they're deep. I think Colorado is just because uh, in there in that. St. Louis series. St. Louis is a big body team, going to throw a lot of weight, and I wouldn't be surprised if one or two key injuries or key, like, you know, lingering injuries happen to that team, and Colorado is... Colorado's had a tough time staying healthy. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They're phenomenal when healthy, but they are also not very healthy. No. So... Um, I'm leaning on Colorado just because of Nate McKinnon, and I think he can put a team on his shoulders and win you a series, and I think in that series, that's where I look towards... Like, he's the best player in that series. Just got some water on myself. Yeah, I already did that earlier, too. We're going really okay. good today. Wow. <laughs> um, I had Pittsburgh-Washington. You had Pittsburgh-Boston. I'm taking probably Pittsburgh, I would think. I don't know about you. I'm taking Boston. Okay. You got lots of faith in Boston, eh? I do. I haven't had only faith be- in Boston all year Only life. because I want, another, I want another Toronto-Boston in that final round and then you know it's finally the the get over boston i don't want leafs fans to miss out on boston i would love to play boston like it sounds stupid but i really want i would love to play boston in the finals (laughs) i think that would be so cool yeah but finally slay the dragon in the finals to win the anytime i don't know how they reseeded afterwards but if there's a possibility to play boston it's possible it's just really tough in any round like I would. I want to see Boston Toronto. That has way more meaning to it so i think the only situation that that would work is if like Vegas and Nashville get all the way through, 
Which is my pick. No, and <laughs> ba- uh, no, that wouldn't even work. We'd have to play. No, actually, Vegas and Carolina. Yeah. And then us and uh, or Boston would play Carolina. We would play Vegas, and then we, if Boston beats Carolina, we'd be right. Vegas. It would be Boston Toronto final. Either way, but yeah, I got That'd Boston. Be um, okay, I I took Pittsburgh. Uh, this is this one we're completely different on both matchups. I have Carolina, Florida. You have Tampa, Nashville. Tampa. Uh, yeah, that your Tampa's, matchup is pretty easy. Tampa's um, going. I think it'd be a fun matchup between Carolina and Florida. I'd give Carolina the edge slightly, very slightly. Wow. Um, but Florida looks like they could turn it up in the playoffs and. Have a different game. It could be neat. I think it's going to oh, be fun. Be uh, after that, we're not even going to bother because everything recedes, and we might not even have the right teams right now. So that's the first two rounds for you. That's fun. Uh, it's going to be a good month or so, month and a half. Uh, do you Lots want to talk? fun know, hockey? We can get to Team Canada another time. It's not. Yeah, really that's fun. fine. That's. They announced it. I don't think it's anything big. The roster's not exciting. We'll just kind of talk. About it. Let's just talk about it. Boy. The roster is not. It's not that it's not exciting. It's just got. It's got. It's got nobody. Hard working names. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Connor Brown is the first line center. Yeah. Uh. All due respect to Connor Brown. I love that kid. Uh. He's your first line. He's your first line center. I've met Sean Walker before. Is he on the roster? I think I've mentioned before. So I, yeah, he is. He got an invite. So I know. Like, I'm like, good, good for you. You know, I um, love that. Liam Foodie. The goaltending trio. Cole Perfetti. See, there's just some two-thirds of the, uh, two-thirds of the <laughs> Arizona Coyotes <laughs> goaltending trio. And it's funny that out of all the Vancouver, like, you know. Mikey D. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why Mikey D? Yeah. Hey, whatever. It's cool. Also, uh, Owen Power. Braden and... Schneider, really good prospect. Yeah, Owen Power apparently is a defensive prospect he okay. was invited he's eligible to 2021 draft neat uh colin miller is an interesting one obviously that's a maxime come to mario ferraro that's like kind of cool. a lot of world junior guys yeah. <laughs> troy stetcher adam henrique adam henrique this is just cole perfetti's on Booty, there, Dube, yeah. brandon peary aaron anderson dolan okay yeah gabe velarde's a good one henrique yeah. danforth nick paul nick dylan Dube. How bad are the teams like like got put out that we don't have anyone? This uh, is it. This is what we can put together. Maybe the, the Bo Horvat's not on the list. <laughs> maybe the ones I wanted to go. I'm so confused. I guess That's a lot of people didn't want to go. Kirby Doc didn't want to go. Invited but unable to attend due to injury was Kevin Ball. Okay. Interesting. No, no Kirby Doc. Eh? Max Comtois. Yeah, Kirby's still hurt though, isn't he? Is he? I yeah. thought so. I don't think he played this year. Oh, he did play a bit. Crazy. He played a couple games. Did he? Okay. My whole thing is frozen. Wild. It's I don't hey, have fun, I guess. Enjoy. It'd be cool if Connor Brown gets to see though. That'd be kind of neat. I think he probably deserves it at everyone in that list. <laughs> I don't know who no, else Adam, is like Adam Henrique uh, might maybe bring more experience. Colin Miller? I I don't know. <laughs> All right. Fun. It's crazy when you see like how successful Canadians are and how many of them are in the playoffs, and that's why our team looks like that. Uh, on to baseball. Snooze popped up as we were recording today. Freaked out Robert a little early. Pujols but... is joining the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> I don't wow. get it. I do. I don't get why he joins the NL team. To, what are you going to play? Just, you just need to ring. What are you going to play? He doesn't need to play every day. He's not going to play. 
He doesn't need to play. He just needs to be on that team just so we can get a ring. That's it. He's going to be a bench guy that comes in. He doesn't want to be. He left L.A. That's how confident the Dodgers are right now in themselves, that they're going to rejuvenate Albert Pujols for his final season. Awesome. I love it. Good move. I would have rather seen him go back to St. Louis for no reason. No, good pickup. What is he going to do there? Another NL The Dodgers suck this year. Cards aren't, like, they don't need them. Cards are trying to compete. It's a, <laughs> the Dodgers definitely don't need them. Dodgers aren't trying to compete, apparently. Dodgers are just throwing in the towel. We're already in the middle of the pack they've team. Given up. Yep. They, they've we're, given up. We're a quarter of the way through the season. We've given the, up. The should-be best team in the uh, NHL has given up. NHL? Or MLB, sorry. <laughs> but the should-be best team in the MLB has given up. And signed Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can explain this, because there's no spot in him. He's not going to play first. He's not even. He's like the third-string first baseman on that team. You can't DH because there's no DH. You're just going to come off the, the bench and strike out and sit back down. Yeah. Just so come stupid. up in a pinch hit roll. That's it. So stupid. Like, and you should have signed bring, an AL team. Just bring DH. disappointment. Let him DH. Under the Jays. Just DH is so, so weird. Uh, hey, the Jays. I, I, I would have played them at first. How fun have the Jays <laughs> been this week? Dude, last game, last game kind of sucked because they they started out so hot and they had so many opportunities to they were, they to had score. So many chances to win, but so did the Phillies. You know, it was kind of back and forth, and then finally the Phillies just said, "Yeah, we're we can actually do this." In an inning, really, like it's, it was an inning. Yeah, it's come to a point now where that five one lead didn't scare me. No. Like I feel comfortable mm-hmm. being down five one as a Blue Jays fan because, like, you never know this team could come back, and they almost Vlad, did twice. Vlad makes everything look effortless. Oh my god, he's great. I love him. So effortless. I am going to keep rolling that train. He's the MVP of the league. I could totally agree. I would not. I, I can see other players having a chance. But at this like point, who? I like, well, Buxton had a chance, but he got hurt. Mike Trout oh. exists. Mike Trout. Tatis hurt right now. COVID. He's in the NL anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. Acuna is great, but he's in the NL. Like, there's just. I'm not really worried about anyone else in the AL taking the award from Freddie Freeman, from I know. the best player in the in the MLB. I said yeah, it. I really don't see. I said it. You know, maybe JD Martinez right now. He's, sure, he's he's buzzing. Yeah, but, but I, he I also is a DH. I don't think that's sustainable. No. <laughs> maybe I doubt it. Uh, I'm trying to find. So, I tried is also not according to Baseball games. Reference. Um, that's a terrible one to use. They use way too many pitchers. I need to go to fucking what do you call it? Where's Fangrass? Um, Shoei Otani could actually. Shoei Otani is an interesting one. Yeah, because what do you count him as? Just, can you let his pitching numbers in, impact his hitting? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> you know, can that influence the other? Can you can you make an unbiased decision because of it? Really? I I don't know. In terms of WAR, Vlad currently sits tenth in the MLB. The only ones ahead of them. I'm not counting pitchers because you're not winning an MVP this year if you're a pitcher. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to be good enough for that. Uh, Buxton's ahead of him, but uh, like I mentioned, Buxton's out, so mm-hmm. I don't. He's not going to climb any higher. Mike Trout's ahead of him. Xander Bogarts is ahead of him, and that's it. In terms Xander, of a, that's in true. Xander's had a pretty players. phenomenal year. Um, in the AL, he's currently sitting third in WAR, which is typically the stat you're looking at when you're trying to pick your your MVP. Or sitting fourth, sorry. I forgot about Bucks. Um, I don't think Buxton sustains that. I don't think I think he passes Xander not too soon. They're only separated by point one. So like yeah. that's it's a moot point. He's getting on base more than almost everyone in the league. He's hitting for power, he's hitting for contact, he's playing phenomenal defense. Like 
he's just doing everything right now. He just takes pitches. He's a great he's a great at bat every time he's up there. He takes so many walks. He's the MVP. His home run last night looked just he was just swung. Like just effortless. That wasn't, just effortless. Yeah. It wasn't that he tried to crush it anymore. And that's a good, great thing that you're seeing is he's not catching it. He's just meeting the ball in the middle of the plate, and it's mm-hmm. flying. Yep. Just getting the bad head out, doing his job, putting it all fields. I love him. He's doing great. Uh, the starting rotation has been streaky. Uh, Ross Stripling put up a good, a terrible first in the last outing he had and then shut it down and ended up with 9Ks, which is wild. Uh, Steven Matz is better. <laughs> He's back to being looking closer to what he was at the beginning of the year. Yesterday was pretty, pretty good. Just getting is, at the win. Efficiency is rough. Like he, he throws a ton was, of pitches. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I find though he, he has to throw a lot of pitches because one of his big strikeout pitches is like this that in, inside fastball. But it, no, even like his inside fastball. Yeah. When he's three and two in account, there was twice. Like I can't remember what anything, but there was twice that he went just inside fastball, and they both watched it. Right. I don't know. Like, are they so are they playing at Buffalo now? Starting June first, they will be. Okay, there must have been something going on with with the way that everybody was seeing any low pitch because they just didn't see it. How many guys looked at it? Like, even Jano when he struck out, he watched this pitch that was like well above his knees but low, just yeah. come flying in and no, like it happened three times, like four times that I watched. So I then it just it looked. But yeah, no, Matt's looked been, pretty good when he when he set up with like three and two counts and then went back to that kind of like yeah. inside fastball because a lot a lot of pe- not a lot of people were swinging at it. They just looked at it. He but, this is this is a really out there stat, but he he leads the league in batting average against with two outs against with runners in scoring position. So if there's, up. Two, if there's two outs and runners in scoring position, he's going to get you out pretty much. Like it's, he, it's he crazy. Knows but he the thing is, is like he gets those guys on base. So like his efficiency isn't all there. Uh, obviously Ryu's great. Ray has been phenomenal and we almost jinxed him, but he figured it out. He only gave up next to nothing. It was just happened to be two home runs last game. It kind of looks scary, but there's a fifth spot open in this rotation right now. Currently it's, it's filled by Anthony K. They tried to fill it with Nate Pearson. We talked about that. It didn't go very well. There's another man in AAA. Uh, he's buzzing. Alec Manoa. We talked about Alec Manoa last week. He yeah, had another I, phenomenal start. He went five no-hit innings and then the, gave up a hit. But. The funniest thing, too, is that, you know, you mentioned Alex Manoa, and out of all of the prospects you have listed he's here, he's last. He's the lowest-ranked Blue Jays prospect somehow. I don't understand it. And he's the one that we're talking about coming up first to, like, yeah. to stay. You know, like, Nate Pearson kind of – didn't Nate Pearson start on the team? Yeah. Uh, he would have if he wasn't hurt. Right. So it's not like so he had a roster. I mean, like coming yeah. up, like you were in AAA, you're in AA, you're not studying the majors and or expected to start in the majors. Right. And now he is the first one that we are saying, like, okay, I think let's let's bring him up. Let's look to bring him up. To yes. Up. I think so. I think if you have a three games as a pitcher like this and you yeah. can come up and say, I think my I think my stuff's ready for this, then yeah, do it. Let him. What yeah. more does he have to prove? I understand the one year with Vlad when they just kind of let him hit and hit in, in AAA. Mm-hmm. And he tore the, the cover off the ball. And that was beneficial to him. But for a pitcher, like, if you have a hot streak going, run with it. Especially yeah, when, you don't have, when you don't have a set rotation and you don't have a set bullpen. You, the Jays right now have shown they have nothing. that They have no guarantees except Hunjin Ryu every six, ga- every six days for six ah, innings, you know? I, I trust Robbie, right? Right, uh, but I think 
think, I think eventually, I unfortunately just see the this this <laughs> the bottom's fall. gonna fall out, fall. Right. <laughs> really hard. But um, uh, right now, Alex Manoa, if you're pitching that hot, like that hot in AAA, so let Alex go Manoa has eight career minor league ball games. Okay, that is the only thing that I look at. It's like, yeah, it's a little worrisome. But it also looks like there's just nothing for him to prove in the minor. Okay, but what if all of a sudden he pitches next game and he blows something out in AAA? You never get to see him the same way that he's going now, right? If we're having this conversation, then let's just do it. The fact that you're still losing pitchers and the fact that you're still unsure of what your bottom of the rotation looks like, yeah, he has done enough. Like If Nate Pearson comes back, gets only a game, and did enough to show you that he's going to be sent down, how can you say Alex or Alec Manoa hasn't done enough to at least show you yeah, I, I should know. get a look? I, I know people want, like it's just a weird situation because like yes, he hasn't played that much in the minors, but he would have if it weren't for that whole season last year where there was no minor league season. So you have to push his development up a year almost because you're not taking a year away from the kid because they removed an entire season. He still developed, he just didn't develop facing other teams. People don't know about him, he doesn't know about people. That yeah. could be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Right, he has now the advantage. He's got the stuff to get it done. I think he definitely has the advantage. You know, he's got 17 strikeouts in 12 innings in AAA. The guy can pitch. I, I think you give him one or two more starts in AAA, and then if at that point he's still looking significantly better than Nate Pearson's looking, who's also hurt by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, if he still looks way better than Nate Pearson, I think you give him a chance. The guy's 23 years old. He's old enough to come up and make a difference. He's an absolute unit of a human being. He can get big league bats out, and he's shown that in spring training. I think you give him a chance. I don't know if it's now. It's probably a little bit down the road. It's, I think two more starts in the minors, and you see what you, you kind of see what you have with Alec Minow and see if he's ready to go. I, but I think he'll be ready to go within those two starts. I completely agree. I think that they he has done enough. I I'm not going to hold the amount of games played against him no. when you can fault. look when you can look at what he's doing. Yeah. And you know, if you're able to look at him in college and say, okay, this kid's stuff is going to be MLB ready, yeah. then how are you not able to look at him now saying his stuff is MLB ready? No, I don't I don't know. I'm not like, you know, we've shown now or that Major League Baseball has shown now that they don't need to go through years and years of seeing you consistently do something in the in a league and then get to move up. Yeah, you know they could start you right away in the in the majors, and if you stay hot and are hot there, you could spend your whole time there, mm-hmm. and never get never get shown triple A AAA or double A because you're just you were that good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I think he should come up soon. It'd be fun. They need it. That's the other thing too that we didn't really mention here. They need it. And he's part of those kids. He's yeah. part of those those the young youth yeah. that is. He hasn't been here as long. Energizing. He's only right. been with the team for two. But years. But he knows maybe. them. He knows them. He he's knows been around those boys. The group. It's going to be interesting. I mean, like your only other options right now is Anthony K, who's just doesn't have it. Like he just he he can't find it right now, and I don't I don't trust him to be the starter. Let him work that out. Or Semyon Woods Richardson, and it's the same situation. And Woods Richardson is younger. Like, I don't think he's the guy that comes up this year. He's higher on the list. I'll just transition to that. The Jays, I think it was, I don't know if it was MLB.com or some other site, but they announced their top 100 prospects for the year. Uh, The Jays have seven prospects in that top 100. It goes as follows. It's Austin Martin at 15, Nate Pearson at 16, 
Jordan Groshans at 17. I don't think any, or sorry, at 27. I don't think any of those are a surprise. Uh, then you have Simeon Wood Richardson at 60. And then Alejandro Kirk, wow. your boy, uh, at 61. Or, or Relvis Martinez at 83. And Alec Manoa at 93. Now, as I mentioned, Simeon Wood Richardson is higher on that list than Alec Manoa, which it sounds great. It's like, oh, he's a better player. But you got to keep in mind that he, if I'm not mistaken, is only 21 years old. Let me double check on those numbers. Why is that not? He's not you got to tell that hamster on the computer to run no, a little he's faster. Just, he's not running very quick today. Uh, no. I believe he's 20. He's a 2000. So okay. he's 21 years old. That's a 21 year old kid as opposed to a 23 year old man. Realistically is the difference here. I think Sammy Woods Richardson is going to be a phenomenal player for this ball team. But in terms of being ready to come up, it's not him yet. Alec Manoa, on the other hand, is 23 years old. You're starting to hit that area where you're hitting your prime. And I think he is the guy to come up because there's no other options. Like, Wags Pack, you haven't heard anything about ever since he went down. <laughs> it's not even no other options because he's showing he can do he's it. The best he has the numbers. He he's has the, best the numbers. So right. do it. Give yeah. him the ability to make it or break it in, the, yeah. in Major League Baseball. Because right now, you – if you sat there and said, oh, this is the reason or this is the player that Alec Manoa is like waiting to, to mess up, uh-huh. there wouldn't be anybody that's justifiable there. There wouldn't be anybody that I'm saying like, okay, great. Yeah, I, I understand that completely, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he is going to be gross when he gets to this league. I have no doubts yeah. about that. I think I, that I the Jays – yeah, I think the Jays are willing to give him – a lot of opportunity in the future. Maybe that's what they're seeing is that, you know, we're not just going to give you a short leash. We are going to give you a long leash when you're up here. So let's make sure that this is a, a good move for both parties. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's the time. I think that, that looking at seven prospects in the top hundred is unreal. Ridiculous. Unreal. That's great news. Mm-hmm. If you're blue chase fans, because like I was skeptical about what our front office did at first, and I don't think they handled it very well. But everything they've done since then has just been a phenomenal job, and they've brought so many guys in that yeah. should be big league, big league ready in the next. And you know what, man? I'm I'm okay if two or three of these have to go out the door at some Maybe point to bring in yet. to bring in two or three ridiculously good players. Like if that's exactly. the way that we're gonna do things, then okay, I'm better than with that than watching you know Noah Syndergaard and. Uh, Travis Darno go out the door for Ari Dickey. Like mm-hmm. this is a better organization now that has yeah. a better handle on trading players and giving away assets. Especially when you look at these guys, like Austin Martin's going to be a great ball player. He's a shortstop. He's a center fielder as a backup, but he's a shortstop. So a lot of either, You have to try and take Bo's spot, or you have to try and take George Springer's spot. That's tough. Or so, learn a new position. So yeah, so, well he can play third too. So that's your only other option is you move to third. Well, then you look at Jordan Groshans, also a shortstop. His backup position is third. So there's a spot at third for one of them. Not for both, but for one of them. So now you're kind of a little on the ball there, and you, you don't really have an option of which one. Like, you, have, you can only keep one, realistically. So you have that other one who's top 30 prospect in baseball, regardless of which one you use. But you can use that as a serious trade chip if you're looking to yeah. bring in a, a and dude, if you starter. Have- you have Simeon Woods Richardson, Alec Manoa, and Nate Pearson mm-hmm. all sitting there. And if you're telling me Nate Pearson is that highest prospect, but you have the other two that are actually playing and working well, then you might use that 
high prospect sure. to get something that'll work for sure. your organization when you've got the other two that are filling the spot that he was supposed to have, right? Sure, absolutely. Um, they also have Gabe Moreno, that catcher. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of makes Kirk a little bit expendable or Moreno expendable, realistically, because they're both pretty good hitters and they could get the job done. Uh, I feel like Kirk's going to need to either oh, sorry, no. take the Vlad approach and, uh, you know, yeah. really get in shape and really, really take this seriously, take it professionally, or learn a new position and just become a better hitter because that's – Not a great catcher. Yeah, I can't have but three catchers figure it out. But you can't have nice three catchers. If you want to. I know people love them, but, like, that's a really not nice – Not defensively, though. Use. That's a really nice piece. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it from the prospect level. Um, hey, Kevin Bijou's heating up. Don't tell. He anyone. looks good again. Don't tell anyone. No, it's a he's back at it. He's he's hitting again. He's hitting doubles. He hit two doubles off of lefties in that mm-hmm. Atlanta series. Um, you, Seeing you the ball, love well. to see it. You love to well, see well, it. He's well, well, walking well. a lot. Um, I'm not gonna say I told you so, but I I, I, I told everyone so. so yeah. uh, you heard it here. It. First. good. The whole roster is looking good. Realistically, they were they never just, out of that Brave series. No, and they showed that, you know, the Phillies game, I think, is a tough pill to swallow because you had so many opportunities that you just couldn't clutch it up. And then in the ninth inning, man, when Reese McGuire walks up with two outs, I was like, that's a game over. Once again, it, it was well, I don't know your why victim of – Like, I get it, but I don't who else? know why. Because who else? <laughs> I mean, I would – honestly, I'd rather see Jano in that situation. Like, between the two of them, like, if anyone's going to be damaged. Or Joe Panic, I don't care. Joe Panic's hurt. Well, like, like, see, get Espinal, I think, was on the back. Yeah, sure. I'd take Espinal, Jonathan Davis, and like, yep, right. I'm no in. I don't care. Like it's, this is Any a, of them. Um, yeah, it was tough. Uh, so. final little bit of Blue Jays news Roy Halliday. Uh, it was his birthday yesterday. He would have been 44, I believe it was. Uh, the Blue Jays announced that they're going to name I, it's a baseball diamond that they're naming after him. I believe it's for their charity stuff. Yep, it's the Jays Care Foundation and the City of Toronto. Um, It'll be the first accessible baseball diamond. Um, And that was actually a big thing because Roy Halladay, when he was part of the Blue Jays organization, would... He had Doc's box, right? Right. And, you know, he would actually bring in a bunch of of youth to the games um, and they would watch in the boxes and they would watch, you know, and, and be able to see... Roy Halladay and then afterwards he would go up there and spend some time with them and get to know them and stuff like that and it was and a big this thing is, for him to just absolutely he really embraced the Toronto Toronto culture the Toronto environment and it, this is really fitting that I think you know he's <laughs> yeah that he's the guy to get the he should the, be the guy on it he's the he's one of, he's probably the best Blue Jay in this in franchise history realistically there's one other idiot that kind of ruined his top spot but it, I mean, you can make a case for Joe Carter because you had I mean, bigger moments, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I understand what you mean. But like just overall, for us, as a person as a player, I think for us, right? Him, for he, seeing it for us, because right? we, Absolutely. yeah, we weren't born when the Jays won their their World Series. Mm-hmm. We're just after that. So yeah. to actually watch, you know, it was great to see Vernon Wells at times. It's great to see, <laughs> right? But like that's the Carlos Delgado, right? Those are yeah. some names. But then Roy Halladay was just always a name that you. I thought that he was always going to be a Jay, and then even when he wasn't. It was still nice to see He's him. Still a J. Yeah, Even when he was absolutely. a Philly, he was a Jamie. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Do you want to do drip or drop? Do I have, have anything. That you nothing prepared for that. No. I have one. And that's the only I would one have one to one do one that Monday. Do you want to wait till Monday? Okay. Do you want to do? Would you rather? Then? 
We could do a couple. So we haven't of those. done anything in a while. Really? Yeah, we'll do five. Okay. I gotta eat some supper. All right, we'll do five. Five, like five. Fives are good. Get one out of the way here. Uh, my hamster wheel is going slow over there. Give oh, Hunter Strickland got traded to the Los Angeles he, he still Los Angeles. Yep. Okay, cool. He has a one point six nine ERA right now, so it's been out of the bullpen. <laughs> uh, these are confusing today i'm not gonna lie wow, okay all right would you rather have your hands switched for dust pans or be sweating jam instead of sweat uh jam instead of sweat i think yeah, you can't grip much with dust pans i'd be really good as a cleaner I, I yeah, could not. Man, I'd be a phenomenal maid. Well, as a helper, though, because well, I couldn't sweep actually, anything sweep, myself. You're right. Yeah, I just have dust That's pans. Stupid. So yeah, jam. The jam thing makes more sense. Just, yeah. I could also always have my toast tasting good. Yeah. You know? Is it the same jam that comes out, or do I get to pick flavors? I don't know. It's a constant, like. I think I get to. Or like your left arm's raspberry, your right arm's strawberry, your chest's okay. blueberry. I like that. You got a little marmalade, too. Jelly yeah. jams and marmalades, or just jams? I guess just jams. Can Would be a marmalade. Have your elbow joints facing the opposite direction or have your knees facing backwards? Okay. I'm thinking elbow joints. Okay. And I'm pretty sure because then I might be able to like gallop or something the way that my <laughs> elbows would go, you know, because they go this way now, right? Right. Like I would extend that. So technically my arm when facing this way would the elbow would just go like that and it would curve back. So I think I'd be able to kind of get like a little gallop run. So you'd be able to run on all fours better. Yeah. Almost like a dog or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think the knee thing would be really hard. You'd have to walk like straight legged all the time. Cause like, you yeah. can't really, unless you're walking backwards. Actually, I don't no, like that. Kind of like, that would be like a dog or like a horse where it's just kind of like gallop a little bit. I guess. I don't know. I think that. I think you're more right on the galloping with the elbow things, but I think I would go with the knees. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. I no, think I, I could figure think out so. the knee thing. Because my do my feet still face forward? Yeah, right? Yeah, I think just so. the knees I would assume back. so. Yeah, it's just the knees. So I'm just bending my legs forwards instead of backwards when I walk. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, what? <laughs> that one's just... Would you rather be able to open doors unassisted or climb stairs unassisted? I'm like, I can do both. What do you mean? Are they giving me the option? I'd like to open doors unassisted. So was the other one I have to do assisted? I don't know. It doesn't say. Is that the case? Both of them are unassisted. It just says escalators do not count as stairs. I mean, they technically count as doors because I have to open the escalator door or the elevator door. No, elevator, no. elevator would count as. I don't know. That's what, I don't escalator. Like that. I don't like that one. Would you rather always look eight months pregnant or have a black eye? <laughs> or always have a black eye. Not really? Just, not just have a black eye. You'd be, um, you'd be I, that tough. Oh, I, I thought that's black what you were saying. Thing, was your you answer. can. Can you cover up the black eye? No. So you would not actually be pregnant or experience the side effects. The black eye would be constant, and you would not have to be hit repeatedly. Doesn't say anything about covering the black eye up. Done. Okay. I can't cover the big ass gut. What if you need like a job or something in your? Cover it up. Okay. Like makeup. Boom. Done. You look okay. great. I agree. Uh, no way I can cover up this fucking big ass pregnant belly. 
You know how many questions people would ask? Do you think you'd actually get a big pregnant belly? Like, look at you. I, I don't know. Well, it says I have no choice. I'd you'd get a little bump. I'd be like, a well, eight months pregnant, though? Yeah, you'd get a bump. Pretty solid. You'd be a bump. All right. <laughs> would you rather every movie you watch replaces the lead role with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Or every song you hear is performed by Nickelback. I'm here for the Nickelback thing. I am totally there for the Nickelback. I don't get the Nickelback hate, man. It's just they have. You know what's it. funny though? They're all fine. the people that say they hate their songs, no, every, also they know, know all, all of them. They know yeah. all of them. So I don't know. I like. They're just like the Nickelback hate is Nickelback just. Hate. It's overrated. Enough with the Nickelback it. hate. I don't want it. Like Nicolas Cage isn't a good actor. Why the terrible. hell would I want to see him in any movie? I would rather terrible. hear Nickelback than watch Nicholas. Yes, Cage. he is a terrible actor. That's a, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, let's go two more. Oh. That one's stupid. Would you rather never look in a mirror again or always get dressed in the dark? I, I don't need mirrors. I get dressed in the dark anyway. <laughs> Do you? Oh, I don't need mirrors. I know I was like, yeah. All right. Come on, hamster. Would you rather have the job of your dreams and always be broke or have a job you despise but loads of wealth? I know exactly what you're going to pick, and I feel like people know exactly what I'm going to pick. I like money. I know you do. That's why I know what you're going to pick. Like in terms of jobs, like I'd always be I broke. don't want to be miserable at my job. No, all the time. I'd, I'd always pick a job I love. and Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be broke, but it, like, I'm used just, to that. Yeah, you can just. <laughs> like I know how to live frugal. Okay? Would I rather keep the life I have or have a shit job with lots of money? Is basically the, the question here. <laughs> so you're answering real. I think I'm going with the job that yeah. I like. It's just more well, fun. At least I enjoy my life. You? Yeah, that shocked me about you, but I don't want to hate life and have lots of money. I don't know. <laughs> Unless it me, if I'm working like three days a week and I hate the job, I can live with it. One day, that's but it. I, I'm assuming that's going to be like a seven day job if I have all this money. You have like a one day job that's just is so despicable. So you, you show up and it just so it. brutal. You get paid millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Make it a doozy, all right? Okay. Oh, a doozy. A doozy. It's not really a doozy. It's the last one. Come on. Okay. Let me keep going. It's the last sanctioned one, anyways. You know. <laughs> would you rather be a vampire who can transform into a bat or be a ghost that can possess only appliances what was the second one you cut out halfway through would you rather be a vampire who can transform into a bat or be a ghost that can possess only appliances definitely a ghost that can I mess with the appliances. You just yeah. light mouth blenders on the Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. Give me your appliances. It's just like your fridge opens, like, ooh. I'm turning on the stove. Fucking microwaves open. Yeah. I'm cooking your food too hot. I'm not cooking it at all. <laughs> you put it in there, it's just like 20 seconds every time someone does the microwave. He's like, Boop. no. Uh, you turn it on, I turn it off. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> appliances. I don't want to turn into a bat. Like a while ago? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I can't. Uh, I can't be out in the daylight. I can't go near garlic oh, anymore. I forgot about that. Yo, garlic's good. Damn, I was so leaning towards the vampire thing too. 
No, I'm an appliance guy for sure, uh, man. Job. I'll I'm be a with, ghost. I'm yeah. with you now. I'm totally making your microwave mm-hmm. put extra time on the clock. Because I was I thought so you excited were laughing to be a bat. I thought you were laughing because you agreed, but there's so many restrictions to no, being I a bat. I was vampire. so excited to be a bat, and then you mentioned the garlic thing, and I'm like, I can never eat garlic bread again? I need blood to survive? This is Yo, weird. Olive Garden breadsticks? Right. You're done. That's it. No more. New York is a thing of the past to you. I'm not, I'm not here for There's that. lights everywhere there. You're done. You're never making it in New York. No. Forget that. I'm not. That's why they're always I'm in gonna small be a towns. Ghost with the appliances. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be a Red Sox or a Yankee? Oh, my gosh. No. I'm pretty sure that. Hold on. The, oh, do you have a Yankees jersey now? Is that what you're about to show me? But I do have. I have this Yankees hat. <laughs> <laughs> You should wear that all podcast next time. It's actually a helmet. I, it doesn't really fit. That's okay. Hat. There you go. But it's a style. You know, and looking at that now, looking at what, yeah. what you just put on, I'd definitely mm-hmm. rather be a Red Sox. Oh, absolutely. Because that I, is the you know, ugliest looking logo. I was thinking about it at first. And I'm like, hey, Luke Voigt's back with the Yankees. I like that guy. I can play with him. I but know. Now, when looking you said... at myself in this stupid-ass helmet, I can guarantee you that I don't want to be a, a Yankee. Remember when you were a year short on uh, Luke Voigt? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, still great. Still a good ball player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it from us. Thank you for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the BNB pod underscore. And on TikTok at the BNB podcast. Uh, you can find all that stuff linked in the description below. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. You can find our merch and more content at theasports.com. Yeah, merch like stuff behind Brandon. I'm not wearing any of it right now. I forgot to put some on, but that's okay. But yeah, it's all up there. there. I'm gonna have more in the next couple weeks. Be patient. I'll have more. Uh yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Cheers.